the best strategy to help you silence fear in your life is to actually have a strategy. Don't have one yet? That's okay. I got you. Right now, you can get my Brave Life Planner for free. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and you can download my morning boot up routine that helps you focus on what you're grateful for, develop strategies and pathways to achieve your goals, and it helps you pick one brave thing a day to do so you don't get so overwhelmed. You also get my free daily planner to help you stay on task, and there's a video that comes with it to walk you through on how to use it. Download it for free at getyourbraveon.info. Don't give up. Just hang on. Allow your darkest moment to become your strongest of late because there is a God and He loves you and you matter to Him. You are His child. He will not let harm come to you. How do you take that one thing that was meant to break you and turn it into the best thing that's ever happened to you? Hey, it's Amanda Carroll, your host of the Get Your Brave On podcast. Welcome to episode number 42. Everyone has a Katrina. The five ways to turn around the worst thing that has ever happened to you. You're not going to believe this phone call. I got this call December 23rd from one of you, my brave babes. After I posted kind of a cryptic message on Facebook at Amanda Carroll Show, that's my account there. And I asked, so what's the one thing that was meant to break you and it turned out to be the best thing that's ever happened to you? I had so many amazing responses and I needed them. Because just a couple days before, I had lost my job. My local morning show in Sacramento was cut, along with another show at the same cluster. And I'm a single mom right before Christmas going, okay, now what? And I posted that and you encouraged me. And I started replying to some of your comments, especially Martha's, because she was sharing her story about how losing everything in Hurricane Katrina was the best thing that ever happened to her. So I replied to our comment. I said, hey, call me on my hotline for my podcast. It's 5304-AMANDA. I answer that directly. This is the recording of our conversation that was one of the most precious conversations with one of you, my brave babes, I've ever had. I love hearing from you. She shares the five lessons that you can use to turn around the worst plot twist that you've ever experienced into the best. Listen and be inspired. And it'd mean a lot if you would follow and subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend, because this is the one thing I got going right now. So thank you so much. Leave a review that helps more people find it. And we can stay connected if you sign up at getyourbraveon.info and I will send you my free Brave Life Planner. It's the perfect thing to start your new year. It is a specific plan for you to start your morning with gratefulness, prayer, devotions, meditations, and then a daily planner that you can fill out to choose one brave thing a day to do so you can get through any plot twist. So instead of it being the death of you, it will make you. Download it for free. It comes with a video on how to use it at getyourbraveon.info. And then call me with your story. I think we should do Brave Babe Stories every Friday now. I answer the phone. (laughs) This is proof at 530-4-AMANDA. Hey, Martha, thanks for calling. What's going on? Well, so you were talking about having things, you know, that changed 
that could have like killed us, but made us yep. better. Mm-hmm. So I was going to tell you my Hurricane Katrina story. I would love to hear your Hurricane Katrina story. I remember that storm. I was living in Houston, Texas at the time. I was the news director for a station there, 89.3 KSBJ. And I was covering the news. I remember everyone evacuating to Houston and people living in the former Astrodome. So what was your experience? What was it that you thought would be the end of you that ended up becoming the best? Okay. Oh. I'm going to tear up because it was not, it's not that I'm still sad, but I remember the sadness. And I remember thinking, how, why did God allow this to happen to me? And what had I done so bad that he punished me? And I felt like God had completely um forsaken me and i was living in mobile alabama i'm a nurse so i had worked um my time and i had actually worked an extra shift and that was one of the reasons that i wasn't home that um i would have actually moved out um i would get a u-haul and and move and put everything in storage and i didn't have that opportunity because i was working and so when um, I was home, when the floodwaters came and my neighbor came and walked, uh, told me that, because uh, I was moving stuff up, and my neighbors came over and they said, hey, the, the water's coming in and it's coming in fast. And I looked, and sure enough, the water was like, it was completely surrounded my house. So I started grabbing stuff and put it in, in my car. And it was white caps um, completely covering the road. And I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to get out of my neighborhood. And I had par- parallel parked my car to the house in case if I needed to get out urgently because I was always hoping for the best. And so when I got out of my driveway, instead of going, like, to the right or to the left, like no, more, most people do to get out of the neighborhood, I just continued to drive straight because um, there was another road, and that was still completely covered by water, and I just kept driving until I got probably about 15 houses up, and um, the water was um, just covering, just barely covering the street. It, it wasn't like it was waist deep, and I drove, and I wasn't even sure where I was going to go because my family, they thought I was at the hospital. And I ended up finding my sister and stayed over there. And anyway, long story, I go back to the house and everything was completely gone the next day. It was tough losing everything. And then I discovered that um, three of my pets were gone. I, I couldn't find them. I couldn't get them. And anyway, so I've lost everything that I own including three pets. And when we start rebuilding our lives, it's not like you just go and and just find a new place to live. And I had a FEMA trailer and was going to rebuild my house. And then one thing led to another. And I went off on a journey by myself. I went to a place that hadn't been um, 
touched by the hurricane, and I actually went to Savannah, Georgia. And I spent three days there along with God in a journal. And I journaled and I questioned God. And as soon as I got back from this journey to um, Savannah, I was driving into the driveway and something just said, you're not going to be here. This isn't home. But I remember that feeling like, oh, this isn't home, but this is home. And so I actually fought to keep going to, to continue my house. And then FEMA comes along and says, no, you can't be here. And so I started looking at different houses and looking at new homes, and I started praying. I pull up to this one house, and they they were just now beginning to build it. And I'm watching the workers and everything, and, and I walk in, and as soon as I walked in, it was like, this is home. So I went to the builder, and I said, look, I said, I really like this one little house you're just now beginning to build. Can you tell me about it? She said, we don't make a lot of houses like that because it's actually a small little house. It's one of the smaller houses. But I started thinking about all the people that have lost a home during the storm. She goes, we've had a lot of storms. And I was thinking, somebody might need a house. So she started building that house. The day that she got the plans for the house is the very day that I went to Savannah, Georgia, to find God's place for me. Oh, my gosh. And this is when I knew God had my future and that God had planned on me moving to this house, and he was holding my hand. So everything that he, everything that I wanted in a house, Amanda, I had always lived in old houses. I never had an inside laundry room. This house had an inside laundry room. I had never had a house with a dishwasher. The house had a dishwasher. Everything that I had wanted, God gave me. And even the builder even included all of the appliances with the house. So when I moved in, there was nothing old that I took to the house. My mom gave me my old bedroom furniture that I had um, when I was a brand-new teenager. So actually, my bedroom furniture, even though I'm 61 years old now, I've had the same bedroom furniture since I was 15 years old, and that's my home now. That's that's a place, a piece of my my heart that's with me now, even in my new home here in California. And it's just amazing that what God did when I didn't realize He was actually cleaning up my closets, so I had no old baggage to put in to a brand new home. And that's the part where it's it's amazing to see how, how God loves us and what we think is detrimental and it's going to break us. God is like, no, baby girl, I got you. I'm carrying you through this. Oh, I love that. So what would you say to someone who's, who's trying to make that turn, like that was at that place that you were at, that was like, God, why did you do this to me? 
to then, oh, baby girl, he's got you. Who would you say? If you think about a woman, like, facing a plot twist, maybe, you know, I always say it's divorce or job loss or being just plain loss. What would you say to them in that moment to keep going? Don't give up. Just hang on. Allow your darkest moment to become your strongest link because there is a God and he loves you and you matter to him. You are his child. He will not let harm come to you. It got me crying. <laughs> you know, I, I just was jotting down a few things while you were talking. Um, the first thing I wrote down is about the sadness that you were experiencing. And so, you know, I get it. I've been there too. And I kind of blaming God for being, for the sadness. And I said, God, I just want happiness. I just want joy. But do you think that sometimes, the sadness that we experience is just the thing we need to open our eyes to what real joy is. Because if you don't experience the sadness, you don't really know what real joy is, like moving into that house. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. And I I think that joy, like real joy, it's a path. It's not something that that just becomes. I think it's a path that we're on. Oh, I like that. That's really beautiful. Like it grows. Yes. Yes. And the older we get, have you ever noticed that life experiences, the older it gets, it's really hard for us to find that unique joy, that unique happiness? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine like, you know, every time you go and use that brand new washer and dryer inside of your house, you're just like experiencing real joy when most people that would just be a normal part of their day and almost annoying that they'd have to change a load of laundry. And you're probably going to there and going, thank you, God. Yep. I remember so desperately me and um, one of my friends back when we were living in our FEMA trailers, we were talking about how desperately we wanted to clean a house. And, and I remember, um, and I said, uh, well, one day we're going to clean each other's houses. And we actually did that one day <clears throat> after we all got settled in and everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, i got to go and clean house. She goes, come on, let's go clean your house. So then a couple of weeks later, she goes, i got to clean my house. I said, come on, let's go clean our houses. So we we help each other clean house because we knew what it was like not to have something that we really wanted so desperately to go do. So do you – feel like you lived that verse in the Bible that God promises to restore the years the locusts have eaten? Oh, yes. Yes. But it also made me so aware it, um, this maybe maybe that I'm more attuned to things, but I've learned to be grateful for the little things. If that makes sense, because it's, it's, it's just totally different i look at i look at things differently my whole life is different so i just don't i really really don't sweat the small stuff because i've had big stuff happen and now the whole scheme of things where is this is this a hurricane katrina no but what i've learned is everybody has a katrina it's maybe not always like a hurricane but sometimes it's a divorce 
sometimes is a financial crisis. Sometimes it's a child. But everybody has a Katrina. Everybody has that moment that changes them, and they come to a different perspective on life because of that situation. I agree. I feel like I've had a couple. (laughs) I completely agree. And I think, what is the secret, though? Like, some people that this just stops them in their tracks, and they never recover from it, from everyone's Katrina. What's the secret from recovering from something that could be the worst thing? How do you make it the best? Oh, I wish I had the answer for that. I think it has to be our faith. Because not everybody has faith. Not everybody believes in God. And But I ask God to reveal himself to me. And... You have to be ready for that because he's going to blow your socks off. And a lot of people carelessly use that expression, God, reveal yourself to me. But when you're on your knees and you're begging, please, God, reveal yourself to me. I am ready. And he hears that cry. He will reveal himself. But not everybody's ready. So what's your life like now? What are you doing now? Um, are you still in that house? No. I moved out <laughs> here to California. Yeah. Um, I moved out here in um, 2010. And let's see. I was always going to be – this. the move to California was always going to be temporary. And when I bought my house, the house that I have now – um, I bought it in 2015, and my family was so upset with me for buying a house in California that one of my siblings didn't talk to me for two years. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And so, anyway, I have this, um, what I call two lives, and that I've kind of divided life up into pre-Katrina and post-Katrina. And my life post-Katrina is more full and more blessed than what it was before. I love hearing that. And we never know. That's what we just got to expect. Expect that goodness right around the corner. You're amazing. Is there anything you want to end our conversation with? No, but when hard times hit me, anything that you didn't get to say that you would really like to say and inspire and encourage somebody else as I like to always say to get their brave on just hang in there when it seems dark it's not it's always the darkest right before the dawn I know it's an old cliche but it's really true and um, just hang in there and just don't give up never ever 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 give up thank you Martha love you so much Whatever plot twist you're going through right now, I just want to encourage you. It's up to you. You can choose to let this be the end, or you can choose to not give up. Keep going and believe that God restores the year as the locusts have eaten and say, okay, God, what are you doing? Use this to become the best thing that's ever happened to you. All he needs you to do is to be willing and to get your brave on. 
I'm here for you. If you need some help, the secret for me to survive single motherhood and job loss has been the way I start my day. I call it my brave life planner. I start my day every single morning with writing down 10 things I'm grateful for. I write down my why, my purpose for life, my I am statements, so what I want in life as if I've already achieved them, pathways to achieve them, and I pick one brave thing a day to do. And I also developed a brave life planner for every single day that will help you get through your day. And it's all for free. You can get it at getyourbraveon.info. Sign up. I'll put the link in the show notes. And there's even a video that comes with it on how to use it. It's not that hard, I promise. It's a printable. And just do that every single day. Because your mind is like jello. You got to put in the good stuff before it sets. I'd love to hear from you. Call me at 530 for Amanda. It rings directly to me. This episode is proof of it. And we can chat and follow or subscribe to the podcast, whatever platform you're on. That would mean so much to me. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could scroll all the way down to the bottom, give me a rating and leave me a review. I'll shout you out in my next episode. I don't mean to be selfish or needy with those. Those are really great because the more of those we have, the more the Apple algorithm sends that out to more women like you and I that are facing a plot twist so they can find this important message not to quit and to get their brave on. I love you. Thank you so much for your support of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'd love to connect with you. Call my hotline anytime and let me know how this podcast is impacting your life and how you're silencing fear at 5304-AMANDA. Let's connect on socials and get more strategies to silence fear every day on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Amanda Carroll Show. And if you want to go deeper, join my Patreon. You can get daily motivations and prayers and meditations and live videos. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and sign up to be a member of the Get Your Brave On tribe. Join our Facebook group too. Just search Get Your Brave On. And I'd be honored if you would follow this podcast and subscribe and even leave a review. That helps more women just like you facing a plot twist find more strategies to silence fear. I'll shout you out in the next episode or even send me an email to amanda at amandacarroll.org and tell me how God is using this podcast in your life like Kim did. She said, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I signed up in July and honestly, always deleted your message. (laughs) It's okay. Or sometimes just took a quick glance. But today was different. It was if God was drawing me to really take a look at it. And I did. After downloading the app to get a podcast, I went back and clicked on the prayer. As I stood in my bathroom, brushing my teeth, the words just filled the room with a peacefulness. It came over me and it was like a weight had been lifted. The stress of living with a few disabilities and being on long medical leave from work for over a year and the stress of trying to go back to work with homeschooling two kids, I was keeping it all in. I just wanted to know how much you make a difference. I even shared your podcast with my mom, cousin, and brother, (laughs) even though he's not a lady. He's going through a tough time. I wanted him to hear the prayer. So bless you. Bless you. I am so thankful that God used this in your life. You're my why. I'm honored to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out anytime. All the links are in the show notes. 
And I love the idea of you listening to the episodes while you're brushing your teeth. I actually think it's perfect. Start your day with me. So just make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Get your brave on.